All right, this is my lunchtime podcast. For what that's worth, I've been awake since 7 o'clock this morning. Um, I've had my coffee, I've had my bath, I've been around the, the town a little bit, sat in the sun for a few minutes, and then wandered back. And it's not quite 12 o'clock, it's quarter to 12. I'm going to go out to the, the park, I think, this afternoon, Lisa's Park. It'll be absolutely heaving, though. So I might, leave, I might leave that and just do some laundry. The easiest time for me to do laundry in this particular estate is when the sun's out. Because there's nobody wants to be doing laundry when the sun's out. And, uh, and you can get straight in and get two or three machines and do everything in parallel rather than doing sequential bags of laundry, which is not fun. Uh, it does turn out that, that the laundry room, it's a shared laundry room in this on this estate. So it's, it's a communal communal washing machines and dryers for anybody who wants them. And they, to be honest, the apartments are so small that you wouldn't want to put a, a washing machine and a dryer in here. And the, the soundproofing is, is so non-existent that you can't really do it because the people above you and below you and beside you would all have their TVs drowned out by a washing machine. It's a ridiculous lack of soundproofing in these apartments. Uh, they were put together in 1980. I can't remember who designed them, but uh, instead of getting an award, it needs to be reprimanded severely for designing apartments that have no soundproofing and not enough space for a washing machine. I think the assumption at the time was that everybody was going to be using flat pack furniture and uh, buying stuff from Ikea and uh, Habitat or one of those places. Those were the big trendy things in 1980, I think. So that was the assumption that everybody was going to be doing self-assembly furniture. The, the staircases, not wide enough to get a sofa up there. Unless, unless it's a very small sofa. Anything with arms and a back on it with padding is not going to go up there. Uh, so you've got to basically use self-assembly furniture. Otherwise, there's no point in living here. I'm on the ground floor, so I'm okay. I've got a, a two-seater sofa in here. But the, the living room's only really big enough to to carry a two-seater. If it was a three-seater, it would be taking up too much space. And I'm reluctant to put a bed into the bedroom simply because I like to have the floor space. So I've got a futon on the floor in there at the moment. Uh, that might change at some point. But uh, at the moment, it's fine because I just like to be able to wander around a little bit. I like to have enough floor space to be able to wander backwards and forwards. And if I put a bed in there, I wouldn't have that. I would have a small living room, a, a kitchen, a bathroom, and a passageway, and that's it. So not enough space, really. It's, just, it's equivalent to being in a bed set. If I put a bed in the bedroom, then it turns a one-bedroom flat into a bed set, so that's no good. I don't think the, lo the logic of, a, of an architect doesn't say that, though. The lo logic of an architect is... Everybody's going to be using flat pack furniture, 
so they don't need more more space than is absolutely essential. That's the logic of how it was designed. But living here makes no sense like that. Because you do need a minimum amount of space. You can live in a bed sit, but it has to be a large bed sit. I've lived in places where you could get a double bed in and it, the bed sit was the size of my entire flat. So the only difference is this has got a partition wall and sliding door on it. And the partition wall is just so you can get a, a walk-in wardrobe on the other side of it. There's no other reason for it to be there. So it's really, it's just one big room with a, a partition wall to get a walk-in wardrobe on the other side and a sliding door. But it's basically one big room. So that's my little moan for the day. Uh, we now know as much about living in this block of flats as, as I do. Uh, and it's quite expensive for what it is. I mean, it's in a good place in town, but the the housing associations just put the rent up by £9 a week, £8 something a week, which is a lot of money. In percentage terms, that's a lot of money. And out of my wage, it's quite a lot of money. That's 40, nearly £35, £40 a month, which is a, a fair whack. That's just the increase. It's 125 before you get started. Well, 100, 120 I was paying. And uh, it's now so it's now gone up 40 pounds, 35 pounds. So it's 155 pounds a month, basically, which is pretty much the, the going rate for central Newcastle, but still quite a lot of money. I mean, that's more or less what the students are paying for their studio flats in the centre of London, in the centre of Newcastle now, of which there are a lot. There's a lot of new studio flats gone up for students in the last two or three years. Uh, some nice nice places just off uh, Newgate Street and uh, behind the union rooms, there's, there's student accommodation. And on Granger Street, this, well, that's the same block, really. It's Newgate Street, Granger Street corner. It's one big block where the Newgate Shopping Centre used to be. So that all came down about five years ago or something. And it took a little while to get the, the student flats up. But uh, I don't think they're all occupied. I think they're all at about 20 or 30% occupation at the moment. Because they've only they've gone up in the last few years, but it takes time for the students to to work out. They can just take a studio for three years instead of being in halls of residence for a year and then in Jesmond or Fenham or wherever for the final two. So it takes a while for people to work these things out, particularly the freshers. Freshers will go straight into halls of residence normally. So you're talking about second and third year students degree students or postgraduates in the, in the studios. So I don't know how well it'll work as a business model in Newcastle. There are a lot of students in Newcastle, though. A lot. So there's enough to go around for the, the places that have been built, but that that puts pressure on on accommodation that was would normally be in Jesmond or Fenham. So where do they find people to occupy those 
multi-occupancy houses. There's a lot of places in Jesmond, around the West Jesmond Metro particularly, that are all student houses. And I, you see them on a Sunday afternoon and they're wandering around in their dinner suits, going between, between houses, having dinner parties. It's hilarious. They're funny, man. Funny students, but they're... Yeah, they're funny. There's th the three streets like that in, Jesmond, in West Jesmond where the guys are wandering around in, in, in their tuxedos on a Sunday afternoon, uh, going from house to house. It's just, it's a bizarre idea as far as I can see, but uh, that's what they like to do, each to their own.